Hi everyone and welcome to Asha's Legal Outlook. In this podcast, we keep you across the global trends and local issues that are shaping the legal landscape and impacting organizations. My name is Jan Elis and I'm a partner in the Project and Energy Transition team and head up the Serbs Africa Group. I specialize in corporate and commercial transaction as well as major project development in emerging markets with a focus on the energy, resources and infrastructure industries. And I'm pleased to be joined today by two very distinguished guests. Firstly, we've got Amin Moussa. Amin is a partner and the head of the Projects and, projects and Infrastructure Department at ANK and Shawala in Kana, or ALN Kenya and also co-heads the firm's real estate and construction department. Amin is generally considered the leading energy and projects lawyer in the region, acting for sponsors. And we also have with us Medina Hamidova. Medina is a senior associate at Sentinel Law Firm, Uzbekistan, focusing on energy, public-private partnership and foreign investment. She does advise uh, both public and private clients on IPP projects, the power market, and the energy legal framework in Uzbekistan. We're all very keen to kick off the episode, which comes off the back of the recent updates to our interactive hydrogen guide, an interactive map to help clients and investors navigate the evolving hydrogen strategies, regulations, incentives, and major projects taking place in countries that are focused on this market. We recently added two new chapters to the guide, Uzbekistan and Kenya, which we will be exploring today. Hi, Madina. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Happy to be here. Hi, Amin. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, and uh, it's great to be on this podcast, and thank you for the opportunity and the invitation. So without further ado, perhaps I can start with you, Amin. Maybe you can just give us a bit of flavor as to what the current landscape is like and what the recent developments have been in relation to the hydrogen market in Kenya. Uh, Sure, yeah. So the hydrogen market in Kenya is still at a very nascent stage of development. Uh, Kenya has just launched its green hydrogen strategy and roadmap during the Africa Climate Summit in 2023. And in in simple terms, the purpose of the strategy is to deal with the country's decarbonization strategy and looks to harness the country's renewable energy sources to enhance agricultural production, manufacturing, and industrialization. In the first phase, Kenya is looking to put together public policy and regulations, and then from then move into pilot projects, uh, whether it is in relation to fertilizer, hydrogen, uh, baseload power, and then grow beyond that. Further, Kenya has just also enacted the Climate Change Act, where it will look to regulate carbon markets 
in Kenya. Thank you so much, Amin, and over to you, Medina. Would you be able to give us an overview of the current landscape and recent developments in, in Uzbekistan? Yeah, uh, I think similarly to what Amin said about Kenya, uh, hydrogen energy market in Uzbekistan is still in its infancy. And the development of a legal basis for the hydrogen energy sectors in Uzbekistan started in 2021. And in that year, uh, the president adopted a resolution on measures for development of uh, renewable and hydrogen energy in Uzbekistan. And in accordance with this resolution, the president established uh, the Interdepartmental Commission for the Development of Renewable and Hydrogen Energy. And this commission uh, has been tasked with assisting ministries and agencies in conducting research and training in the hydrogen energy sector, and also with developing the draft national strategy for renewable and hydrogen energy development. The strategy has not been adopted yet. We haven't seen it, but it is currently in the pipeline. However, although the strategy is not publicly available yet, the government has already disclosed some of its short-term goals to develop the hydrogen deployment in the country. For example, in 2022, um, there was a strategy um, adapted for Uzbekistan and it includes the objective of the country to decrease its hydrocarbon dependence by increasing the share of renewable energy sources, including hydrogen energy, to 25% by 2026. And it is also important mentioning that this year, the Ministry of Energy of Uzbekistan negotiated the development of a pilot green hydrogen project with a leading investor from Saudi Arabia, Aquapower. Fantastic. Uh, thanks, Medina. So what do the investor opportunities look like at the moment in your respective markets? Let's uh, maybe start with Amin. Uh, thank you, Yan. So in my view, Kenya possesses a very unique and advantageous position due to its significant geothermal energy sources and further due to the abundant wind, solar, and hydro uh, energy sources it has. And so currently, more than 90% of Kenya's electricity is generated from hydro, geothermal, wind, and solar. And this percentage is probably amongst the highest in the world. In addition, we have seen uh, institutions like the European Union, member states like Germany, the European Investment Bank pledging grant and loan funding to support Kenya's development of green hydrogen and the fertilizer sector. We are also seeing a number of global players in this sector looking at collaborations with the Kenyan government and with state-owned enterprises such as Kenjin and the Geothermal Development Corporation. There are also a number of research and development initiatives that we are aware of that are being undertaken to determine 
specifically how Kenya's geothermal resources, which are very unique, can be tapped and utilized for these sectors such as hydrogen and fertilizer production. Many thanks. I mean, what, what about you, Madina? That's a very interesting question uh, because, um, as I already stated, the hydrogen energy market is still in its infancy in Uzbekistan. But what we see now is that the government views hydrogen as a long-term solution in tackling fossil fuel dependence of the country and reduction of carbon emissions in the chemical industry. So the power sector, including electricity generation and the chemical industry, are expected to be mostly affected by the hydrogen deployment. And also, as I have mentioned earlier, this year, the Ministry of Energy of Uzbekistan negotiated the development of a pilot green hydrogen project with the Saudi investor Aquapower. And the project is expected to be developed in two phases. The first phase uh, includes a 3,000-ton green ammonia pilot project, and it is already underway because the hydrogen purchase and power purchase agreements have been already signed. And upon the project's full implementation, 2.4 gigawatt of wind energy will power the production of 500,000 tons of green ammonia per year. And it is expected that this pilot green hydrogen energy project will trigger development of new hydrogen projects in country and also expedite adoption of sector-specific legislation. Thank you both for running through that. Uh, moving on, what uh, would you say are the main drivers for investment in your markets? I mean, so yeah, in, in Kenya, the power sector over the last two decades has seen significant private investment through what I would call traditional project finance structures that are well-developed and supported by robust regulatory frameworks. So for example, we have had projects such as the Lake Turkana Wind Power Project, which is a 300 megawatt project, Kipeto Energy, which is a 100 megawatt wind project, Olkaria, which is over 100 megawatts of geothermal, and other such projects that have been developed through a very well-established uh, IPP model in Kenya. And therefore, I feel that the Kenya IPP and PPP models would form the foundation of developing the green hydrogen sector. Because through the IPP model in Kenya, we have developed bankable project agreements government support measures, and these, I believe, would form the backbone of your contracts with government entities for green hydrogen projects. Secondly, I believe logistics will play a key role in developing this sector. And thankfully, in the last decade, Kenya has invested significantly in upgrading its ports, road, and rail network. Lastly, Kenya provides significant tax incentives 
for renewable energy projects, including investment allowances, waiver of import and custom duties, and sub-waivers of value-added taxes and withholding tax. And so I think these will form the backbone for attracting investment to this particular sector in Kenya. And Jeremy, in very incisively, what about Uzbekistan, Medina? So Uzbekistan has very well developed investment in PPP legislation and tested bankable IPP models in the energy sector. So I would say that the key drivers to investment in this area are, first of all, high green energy potential of the country. And second, a strong political will to diversify the current energy mix in the country. And during recent years, Uzbekistan has become a regional leader in Central Asia in renewable energy, implementing bankable utility scale renewable energy projects, including projects under a PPP modality, and also in attracting foreign investments in this sector. Also, Uzbekistan is currently at the stage of a transition from the state-owned and subsidized energy sector model to a competitive energy market with significant private sector participation and liberalized energy tariffs. For instance, this year, the country introduced the concept of phased transition to the mechanisms of wholesale and retail electricity markets, And this concept provides for creation of an electricity market based on a supply and demand model and relying on private market players. Um, In addition, Uzbekistan is a signatory to international investment instruments such as the Energy Charter Treaty, Exit Convention and various bilateral investment treaties which offer significant protection to international investors involved in projects in Uzbekistan. Thank you so much, both. So lots going on uh, in both markets. Uh, finally, then, what would you say are the key areas of focus and concerns potentially for investors in the green hydrogen space? I mean, let, let's maybe start with you. Any areas for investors to focus on and make sure they get it right from the beginning. I think the starting one is ensuring that you have a robust government support measure structure and appropriate credit enhancement structure. Uh, In my view, these are critical to form a foundation for the success of any project. So, for example, ensuring that you have adequate political risk mitigation, you have appropriate short-term and long-term credit enhancement structures are fundamental for bankability and financial viability. I also believe that in the initial stages of development in this sector, there will be concern and uncertainty about the ability of the local market to take offtake for this product. And therefore, initial projects that are developed in Kenya 
will have to rely on robust and bankable international offtake arrangements. Additionally, for the hydrogen sector, whilst, as I have said earlier, Kenya has made significant investments in their infrastructure in port, rail, and roads, I believe further investment will be required to ensure that it can support this sector. And in addition to that, adequate and reliable water supply will be a challenge for some of these projects. The other issue that I find investors don't put initial focus on at the very onset of projects is what I would call cross-cutting environmental, social, and land issues. Projects of this size and scale will need to deal with how they're going to acquire the land, what is the impact on the environment, and most importantly, what is the impact on local communities. To give you an example, when the very first wind projects were developed in Kenya, it was critical for the sponsors at the very beginning to address community concerns about the impact of such projects and the impact of these new technologies at that time and deal with concerns of the community. And therefore, in my view, these ESG issues should be dealt with head-on right at the beginning as opposed to leaving them for the end just for a tick box uh, exercise. Lastly, I think, whilst I have said earlier that Kenya has developed very favorable tax incentives for the renewable energy sector, it will be important for these tax incentives to also apply uh, to the hydrogen sector. And therefore, appropriate changes in law, in my view, will be required to ensure that the entire sector benefits from such tax incentives. Thank you. I mean, all very good points. Indeed, what's your perspective, Medina? I will start with um, the areas of focus for investors planning to invest in Uzbekistan. Uh, so in my opinion, the first will be that um, investors need to utilize guarantees and incentives in, um, that are available already there in the legislation for foreign investors. For example, investment law of Uzbekistan grants various guarantees and incentives to investors. These include the statutory change in law protection for 10 years and also protection against expropriation and guarantee of free transfer of funds. And the existing investment legislation also allows to provide additional incentives to foreign investors through investment agreements with the government of Uzbekistan. So foreign investors need to be aware of all those benefits that they can use while implementing projects in Uzbekistan. 
The second area of focus will be that the government continuously works on enhancing the investment climate in Uzbekistan. Uh, it introduces various reforms, including administrative reforms, simplification of licensing procedures. For example, uh, since 2017, more than 60 licensing procedures were abolished. And also the government focuses on privatization of various state-owned companies, which is also beneficial for investors. If we move to concerns that the investors need to pay attention to, uh, the first one will be is that the hydrogen is still developing in Uzbekistan. So uh, regulations in this sector are very new and untested, which might affect bankability of hydrogen energy projects in the country. Um, and the second concern will be is that there are no incentive mechanisms in place that specifically apply to hydrogen production projects. Uh, and that would encourage investors and consumers to switch to low-carbon hydrogen. However, uh, it is expected that the strategy for renewable and hydrogen energy development in Uzbekistan will reflect the incentive mechanism specific for the hydrogen industry, so the investors need to keep track on the rapidly changing legislation to see what will be those incentives in place for the hydrogen projects in the country? Thanks, Medina. And I mean, all very clear. Thanks for joining us today. A brilliant discussion. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for this opportunity to be here. And uh, really great to be here. And hopefully, maybe in next two years, we will talk about a very well-developed hydrogen energy market in Uzbekistan. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Jan, for the opportunity. It was actually great to hear also from Medina about the similarities that uh, she is dealing with and we're dealing with in Kenya. And uh, it, it's great to be able to have that context. So thanks a lot for the opportunity. And uh, as Medina said, hopefully in a couple of years, we'll have a much more interesting conversation about developed projects. So thanks to everybody. Thank you for listening to Asha's Legal Outlook. A lot of common themes and common ground which are the projects we're working across various jurisdictions in emerging markets and in Africa in particular. And if you would like to learn more, please do take a look at our hydrogen guide on ashas.com where you will be able to gather a complete picture on hydrogen strategies, regulation, incentives, and projects around the globe. To ensure you don't miss any future episodes, do subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your preferred podcast platform. While you are there, please leave us a rating or review. We'll appreciate it. Until next time, thanks so much for listening, and goodbye for now. If you enjoy Ashurst Legal Outlook, why not check out our other two podcast series as well? Ashurst Business Agenda tackles the big strategic issues that business leaders face. And ESG Matters at Ashurst reveals how business leaders are rising to mounting environmental, social and governance challenges. 
You can listen and subscribe to Business Agenda and ESG Matters wherever you get your podcasts.